Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening. Welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, hosting the show once again with my reliable, uh, plucky sidekicks, genre and Sue. Reliable. <laughs> you think so, do you? I would. <laughs> I would not. I would not describe myself as reliable. <laughs> what about plucky? <laughs> no. Do I look uh, like a cub reporter for the Daily Planet? Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> just in that one show yes i do just in that one show <laughs> i mean you also kind of look like you know like the uh like you like you could be like in the the the, the harried it department guy who's like you know like oh my god i got it out of all these photos and this text is all wrong and now they want us to check this database to make sure the reporters didn't get that wrong i mean you know you okay could yes absolutely... i would look like that guy but that would definitely not be plucky <laughs> I, I harried yes harried plucky. yes plucky yeah, that's no true. that's true <laughs> but the important thing is sue's plucky though yeah yeah sue's plucky yeah so uh yeah so uh huh? you know who isn't uh who <laughs> isn't so time is great i love so, it so <laughs> so plucky i think uh is uh 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 rudy giuliani Maybe you should tell There's people how to contact us first. Oh, I was actually planning to do that at the end, but I'll do it at the beginning too. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, email us contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our own special website with recordings of the sh episodes of the show and supplementals and all kinds of good stuff like that. Absolutely. You, sh you should do that. Uh, I don't know. It seemed like something that might make sense to mention at the end. So I was kind of trying to transition oh. to that. But good thinking. Belt and suspenders never hurt. Um, yeah. So, Junior, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, actually plucky, I think would describe the, the, the two election workers. He, you know, savagely defamed in Georgia, claiming that they were stuffing ballots and bringing in, you know, had thumb drives that they were swapping in and had suitcases of extra ballots. They were, Stuffing into uh, collection. So glad and stuff. they. So glad about this. Yeah, just get them all. Yeah. Just. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they they found him liable without even having a trial because he didn't produce and and he, he was in contempt of court. <laughs> yes, he refused to, to produce any documents for discovery, and he was saying, well, because of concerns about. You know, criminal liability and defending himself in, in criminal charges. And one understands why that would be a concern, but the law is nevertheless clear. When you are being sued, you have to produce documents that allow the other side to prepare a case. Just as uh, if, if I'm in a lawsuit, I also get to request, I get to make the same request of the other side. You know, each side gets to request documents from the other. And, um, much like, uh, uh, God, what's his name? You know, Crazy Jones, uh, Infowars. Um, Alex Jones. 
Alex Jones. Um, yeah, I was going to say Owen Jones. It's like, that's not right. Alex Jones, <laughs> uh, much like Alex Jones, he just completely refused to provide anything in response to discovery, despite the courts repeatedly telling him he had to. And so- And then he, he just, admitted he did it. He said, I I did say that. He he actually came out in court and said he was, he had he had defamed both of them. <laughs> well, he- So he, dumb. He, he stipulated yeah. for the, you know, for the sake of argument, without admitting anything else, like, okay, for the purposes of this case only, yeah, sure, I did it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. And I did you're it not, again. You're not contesting okay. the charges, the allegations. You're so, guilty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, liable or culpable in this case because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a civil yeah. matter. But like Alex Jones, the, the court has just said, well, because you absolutely refuse to provide anything for discovery, you don't get to make an argument in court now. You know, like like you one only gets to present their side of of the argument if one participates in in the discovery process. So the other side has all the facts and can so, present um, their argument. So he's he's screwed. Like there's going to be a trial now just to determine how much money he owes, and it could be as bad for him as it was for Alex Jones uh, in the Connecticut trial. Where they held him liable for over a billion dollars because for, for uh, uh, punitive and and compensatory damages mm-hmm. for uh, the terrible lies he spread and encouraged people to spread about uh, the parents of the children murdered at the Sandy Hook school, um, yeah. and and Giuliani was apparently the things he said about those two women. Um, did we mention their names? Because awesome. I can't remember their names. Uh, I was Jim just about Mark, to say. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby, but they, they got death threats. Ruby Freeman and Wondria Moss. Um, right. Ms. Freeman and Ms. Moss received death threats. They actually Mother and daughter, actually. Went into yeah. hiding to a, uh, because they were concerned for their safety. And that is the same kind of thing that was happening to the San- some of the Sandy Hook families. Mm-hmm. So- yeah, uh, uh, I, jurors I in Georgia lawyer. may similarly th- hammer Mr. Giuliani for similar behavior. Anyway, I'm sorry. What about their lawyer? So I heard their lawyer. I forget. I think it was on CNN, and they were saying, "So how much do you think he'll be liable for?" And he said, "Well, that's what we're going to prove in this next part." He said, "But I think it could be tens of millions, given what I've seen." So that'd that'd be that'd be the end of Giuliani for sure because he's well he alleges he's broke I don't know that he is broke but uh, he's, he's uh, gonna, uh, oh sorry um, he was a, claiming to spend something like two hundred thousand dollars a month or something like that a few years ago so who knows but he doesn't have the money generating conspiracy theory machine that is uh, Infowars so he may not have. Uh, money like Alex Jones does or did, but yes, Trump to help him, and Trump said, "I, I you know, I can't really do that." Yeah, right. but I, I oh, I'm sorry, you, you, fund. You, uh, you, you can hold a fund. I'm going to hold a fundraiser for you. He said, "That's what Trump said." I'm going to hold a fundraiser for you. If Trump does even that much, I'll be astonished because he is absolutely someone who will who will just cut someone off as soon as it's convenient for him and he yeah, certainly won't throw crazy to think. he yeah. won't throw money at for, he won't shell out money for anybody unless his own interest desperately depends on it do you think so. Giuliani will turn on him talk about accountability i mean this is really testing oh, our justice system absolutely but. 
Uh, I think if Giuliani turns on him, then they've got a case in a lot of places on Trump. They already have a case on him. I think I think the main reason Mr. Giuliani would turn on Mr. Trump would be uh, for a reduced sentence plea. and for, for you know, yeah, to plea cop deal. a plea. I don't know that Mr. Giuliani has anything to give them that they don't already have because they've got him on tape. They've got documents. They've got all this stuff about him conspiring with Mr. Trump to try and uh, uh, rig the election. Uh, so it may be like, okay, uh, what's it worth to us for you to stop trying to make a counter argument to just say, yeah, yeah, it's a fair cop. You got me. Eh, it's worth yeah. six months off your sentence or whatever. We don't really care. Like we got you. Do you remember it's- when Giuliani said that he had the receipts? He said it probably five years ago, four years ago. Giuliani uh, said that he he that he had kept receipts for stuff with Trump. It was I, just in a yeah. There was one point where he said that, and everybody's like, "Well, four said, years ago was 2019. Be- Is that you mean just yeah. in terms of in terms of like consulting and going to Ukraine to try and do stuff? Or yeah, specifically- not being thrown. A- I uh, well, he was implying that he wasn't going to be thrown under any buses. I thought, oh, that's interesting. We'll see if it's true. Might have been just, you know, the drunk talking because he does drink, I mm, guess. Yeah. Actually, there was another little thing I thought was was kind of interesting is I, I read a little uh, a piece uh, suggesting uh, apparently uh, special counsel or special prosecutor uh, Jack Smith has been uh, collecting evidence to make a case that uh, Mr. Giuliani is uh, an alcoholic, that he has a, a real problem with being uh, uh, drunk and reckless. And uh, it was a response to people saying, come on, man, don't kick Giuliani for his drinking while he's down. I mean, like, get him for all the terrible things he does. It, you know, his alcoholism may play into it, but I mean, that's just, you know, like the problem isn't that he's an alcoholic, it's that he's doing all these bad things uh, and his alcoholism is fueling it. And the response was like, no, no, it's not about gathering, you know, trying to document that he, you know, is frequently just drunk uh, as a way of hitting Mr. Giuliani. But if it's like everybody knows Rudy Giuliani's, you know, half in the bag all the time and just will say and do any crazy thing because he's he's blitzed, uh, it's a way of him. Puning or impeaching uh, uh, Mr. Trump's defense that uh, he was talking to Mr. Giuliani and following his direction, oh, you know, following it, his advice, following the yep. advice of counsel, and apparently uh, there is at least a, a legal argument to be made. I have no idea about the case law, so I'm not sure how firm this would be. But just you know, it's like, look, everybody knows uh, he's a drunken fool who shoves crayons up his nose. So like, you know. Taking legal advice from him is, you know, is is willfully choosing to go to somebody you know is going to give you bad advice. It's like it's shopping for like, yeah. you know, like let's go to talk to keep ta- asking dentists if it's okay to just you know chug sugar water uh, and not brush your teeth until we find one who says yeah sure whatever you know, <laughs> and then yeah. we go see a dentist told me well- it's okay. Willfully, willfully ignoring the facts. Interesting. So they're going to 
that that's very interesting. It does seem like a day of reckoning. I mean, the Proud Boys too, right? They they got they yeah, got, two of their you know, leading today. figures got what fifteen years, seventeen years, something like that. Yeah, I think that. I know one of them is Zach. Somebody I don't know the names of them, but yeah, they and they're very uh, sorry. Yes, because well, they're going to jail for a long time. Seventeen. Now I'm sorry. I seventeen, 17 years. I would be sorry to go to go to jail for uh, for for seventeen years. Like anytime that your set your sentence is a prime number greater than ten, it's bad. Yeah, I'd be down for not going to jail. Period. But you know, yeah. yeah. But for the least amount of time possible, if that's yeah. it, I I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you know, if yeah, I had the yeah. choice. Were they Usually leaders, just cake they were or leaders death, of though. the Proud Boys. Yes. Right. Yes. So they couldn't they couldn't trade up. They couldn't trade anybody else for it. They were at the top. So they got they got nailed. Good. But that's a good thing. You just, that's a good thing. Uh, what about Clarence Thomas? Oh my God. <laughs> he just that... he just released his disclosure and he and he fixed a few records from years back. But he didn't fix everything that um that the newspapers had found that he'd done with um mm. you know getting getting gifts from people uh, is that why he needed the extra is that why he needed the extra Colin 90 Crow. days to release the disclosure about 2022 so cuz he was wanted to go back and revise the record okay yep yeah i think he, he had to make sure that they were said, right that's, that's he added some notes and his attorneys defending him like crazy saying that you know this is this is really bad practice to make people disclose this stuff and then it's all political and it's like, Oh my God, I've, I've worked like five different places where you had to do a conflict of interest statement. And, and I was not in a very high position and it was, you know, it's a standard practice in business anyway. Uh, sure. Clarence like, Thomas. I had to, I had to get a, I had to do a, a Corey check, a, a, a criminal records check. Uh, uh, when, Corey checks are specific to Massachusetts, just so everybody knows. Oh, okay. I didn't know that mm-hmm. specifically, but I mean that because I was, uh, uh, you know, and and thanks COVID for scuttling this, but I was trying to start a a business, uh, a a you know restaurant cafe for gaming, uh, and we were going to get a liquor license, so I had to submit to a background records, you know, to that because yep. i want to make sure i wasn't mobbed up or whatever and well, that's that's fine let's not have you know violent felons owning bars i'm okay with that but uh you know like <sighs> like that is a pretty small low standard or whatever and i that was accountability and people checking into me about that uh when i you know tried to rent office space at one point uh i had to do like a credit check um, you know, I, I, I actually, I just, uh, I'm putting in for a heat loan, which is a program in Massachusetts to, uh, uh, basically for an interest-free loan from the state, uh, to help, uh, cover the costs of a, uh, some home improvement I'm having done some, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to get some, yeah, going to get some heat pumps installed and, awesome. uh, yeah, you know, cause better air conditioning and, and, and more efficient everything is a good idea in, in so many ways um it's not that i won't have to eventually pay for the whole pay for all of that out of pocket but you know i'm going to be able to i, th- I think it was like ten thousand dollars of it which is not all of it but a, a hefty chunk 
Um, I don't have to pay it all back until 2030, basically. So that will be, you know, even if inflation doesn't skyrocket or anything like that, a dollar in 2030 will be less than a dollar in 2023. So just to let everybody know, um, if you uh, are, if you would like to have a, a home heating assessment, then uh, you can get one for free from yeah. Mass Save. You go to MassSave.com mm-hmm. and they offer uh, free home assessments for heating, cooling, things like that. I highly like for business, residential, everything. So Yeah, I've um, done it a couple of times. They come and they check your insulation. Yeah. They'll, they'll make suggestions about uh, uh, like – having the 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 weather stripping seals on your doors done uh last time i did it a few years ago uh the state helped uh, you know i got some rebates and whatnot and a, a, another uh uh you know loan i didn't have to pay back right away and didn't have any interest to install new better more energy efficient windows yeah uh, and the reason i mentioned this just, not just uh to like i imagine other say- states do it too but massachusetts yeah. in particular they have the yeah. like Massachusetts has Mass Safe specifically, but it's it's really good for the environment. Uh, uh, that like Mike, you just talking about that. Like I I really I really um would like people if you own a home or or own own a rental or something like that, look into getting your your Absolutely. building uh looked at looked at for um for heat and for cooling. Not only would it save money, but it'll save energy and it will keep uh you from running the air conditioner all summer like i've had to do so um <laughs> check I, just go there mass I I, I I recommend it 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 has indeed uh saved me some money on utility bills and so forth um i don't see any reason to suppose that energy costs will be going down in the near future yeah um uh, as our infrastructure is increasingly strained by uh, economic shifts, uh, war in the Ukraine, and climate catastrophes, uh, which are happening increasingly, like just happened to Florida, for example, uh, with Hurricane Idalia. Uh, Hope everybody's you know, okay down there, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, um, not everyone is, sadly, but I hope uh, I hope they, it turns out that the the you know, that people aren't all, you know, made homeless and everything like that. But it's, um, uh, I hope they're lucky the way California was, uh, with the tropical storm a few weeks ago. Uh, Hurricane. Yeah. 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 That, that wound up not actually killing anybody. And that was like, whew, dodged a bullet. But all of that is to say, uh, uh, because we're not moving entirely to renewables anytime soon, we're going to be continuing to get uh, uh, energy from oil and gas and coal. All of those are going to get more expensive, especially if we decide to use market forces and assign carbon taxes to help, you know, ease the transition away from them by starting to, you know, introduce a tax to sort of try and properly reflect the external damage they do. Uh, to the environment and to the world as a whole um, in the cost structure of those things. So, you know, using less fuel or getting solar panels on your house, that's uh, a way to sort of get ahead of the curve and get ready for that kind of stuff to happen. So, yeah, worth doing, worth doing. Um, just, to, just to switch gears a little bit. Um, um, sure. 
I uh, I I did want to mention the um uh just Medicare is is able is has been able to or will be able to negotiate drugs so uh, certain drugs um it hasn't been able to do that before but uh it's starting now and i it's really i, I think that's really awesome um mostly for blood thinners and diabetes meds uh but um we might the 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 country might save a ton of money uh on on these costs so overdue it is. So it's overdue. It's thanks. over. And yeah. Thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. IRA, right? You said the inflation. I believe it is the Reduction Act. It is, yeah. yes. So awesome. And 10, 10 <laughs> starting with 10, 10 drugs. Yeah. Yes. Not too many. Um, I'm not going to say them all because they're ones. really hard, but uh, <laughs> mostly Pfizer, Eli Lilly, Johnson & Johnson companies, uh, Merck, but it's for blood clotting, diabetes, Audio, autoimmune conditions and uh, psori- cancer and psoriasis and arthritis. Right. Um, and yeah. the, the, insulin already was done because it said it maxed at 35. Yeah. $35 the, a month. That's, that's a whole – so one of the reasons why this is uh, a much delayed half measure that's better, much better than nothing and kudos to the Democrats for getting it done – but so much more could have and should have been done, and uh, they, they absolutely should have fixed this back when they did Obamacare back in two thousand eight, nine, and ten, uh, or nine and ten. But um, you know, thanks to Joe Lieberman, that got shot down. But um, yeah, uh, Obama left it on the table as part of the negotiation. Yeah, but the um, uh, and he's doing no labels. Did you know he? I didn't realize he was a co-chair of no labels. Yep, Joe Lieberman. Anywhere that, uh, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I just found that worst. out today. He's been all over the news. It's like, oh my god, he's terrible. please stop. Yes, and, uh, please yes. Stop. But but we I just want to point the finger no, at the Republican yeah. Party because when they did the Medicare Part D to handle medication, they specifically prevented Medicare from negotiating drug prices. So George Bush. Yep. That's yes. That's sound fiscal management from a Congress and presidency controlled by the Republican Party in the midst of you know two wars that they decided to fight. So yeah. Anyway. anyway. Well, yeah. well, well. AARP. You know who they are? The American Association of Retired Persons. They're actually an insurance group, but they also do good things for people who are seniors. Yep. They they went along. They went along with that. That's why I will never join them because they went along with that omission. Yep. So Part D wasn't paid for, which, you know, as a real Republican, I like things to be paid for. Sure. So, yeah, it was it was uh, it was, you know, who, a huge hole in the middle of it. So but, you know, the, the federal government should always have been able to negotiate. And they do actually in the VA. They already negotiate drug prices. Yep, that's right. They should have they should have just extended the drug prices that the VA gets to Medicare. Yep. And 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 then allowed everybody under the cloak of Medicare or some other kind of single payer system so that it's not just a matter of like, do you have the right kind of job? Then you can get health care or you don't. Tough luck. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, the free market doesn't work in health care. And we just we need to admit that. But most people don't. Right, because yeah. uh, we've talked about this before. But since since I can't opt out of healthcare, and I will eventually, you know, as I'm heading into my fifties and 
there's more bumpy road ahead. Uh, you know, sooner or later, I am going to need health care. And we all will. Um, we should all live so long. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah the not free, free market, market doesn't work can't, because can't you can't shop it. around when you break your leg. Right. Right. And you can't just say, well, and, and I, we can't be like, I will never buy a helicopter. Even if I you know, were to win $200 million in the lottery, I will never buy a helicopter. So that's a free market on helicopters because I'm never going to get one and I can always opt out of it. And it's like, you know, sure, you know, but when you're, you know, 90 years old and finally like your, your body starts to fail, it's like, yeah, oh, you don't want to go to a doctor? You don't want to even get hospice care? Because that's that's all health care. You don't, oh, you don't want that, huh? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how you feel about that when you're actually there. Sue, so yeah. what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was going to say that classic argument of why it isn't a market is because it's a three-legged stool that the person that gets the care isn't the person making the decision to purchase. Usually mm -hmm. it's the doctor. Oh, and the insurance point. companies in there. Yeah, it's like a three-legged stool. The 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 perfect information that you need in a in a market to work doesn't doesn't work in healthcare. So it's been proven. Anybody who takes any graduate courses in healthcare economics, yeah, you you could see it that it doesn't it doesn't work because of the imbalance of power and information. When, so, and I mean, opposed I mean, and opposed interests. When you have a for-profit yeah. company, I'm I'm yep. confused. Yeah. Three-legged stools work. They I, they they sort of work, but they but they're there's like it, they're tippier, but they're also the things are not aligned. So responsibility and authority isn't lined up, which a market needs. Yeah, it's true that it sounds like it works fine, but it doesn't. It's a weird so, it's a weird analogy. Called, I was I was just well, called the. <laughs> well, it's called a three-legged stool because there's the doctor, the insurance company, and the patient. That they're, that they're different legs, I guess is the way to put it. But, but the, yeah, any classic uh, healthcare economics class will show you how the market okay. can't, the free market doesn't work in healthcare. Well, the thing, about a, places it the thing about a tripod is as soon as one leg goes, the whole thing does goes right down. There, yeah. There's There's no redundancy and... Uh, as I was saying, you know, like, like interests are opposed, uh, a for-profit health insurance company does not want to spend money on healthcare. Whereas you as a sick person want to spend money on healthcare <laughs> and your doctor is supposed to be just like, well, I want John to be well. So I think we should get these treatments and yeah, you know, I need a few more procedures this week to make my quota. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Right, and 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 there's there's that get this anesthesiologist from out of network thing, but you can't tell us no because yeah. you're not you're yeah. going to be knocked out by them. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, it's, you, it's it's a mess. If you didn't want to deal agree. with this, you shouldn't have gotten trampled by that elephant. And <laughs> you're saying what? What elephant? I don't know. That's something for you guys <laughs> to ponder. I leave that as an exercise for the listener while we play some PSAs I hope promos. You're not Blaspheming Republicans with that elephant remark. <laughs> oh, good point. No, uh, let's I say am. mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, blaspheme uh, again about specific Republicans after the break. Yeah, if not, if not elephants, maybe maybe <laughs> rhinos. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay. On that note, um, we're going to play some PSAs, promo station IDs, and be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton, so come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Welcome back, and here is your labor-striking update thing. Still haven't figured out what to call this thing. So just going to start off with something other than the entertainment industry. The Los Angeles hotels, their workers are on, have been on strike for a while now. There have been picket lines uh, over a few hotels and more have been joining. And the hotel workers are actually asking for boycotts now. So if you are traveling to the Los Angeles area, try not to stay in a hotel, stay in outside the city or something, because they are really trying to get better wages and better uh, benefits for and better protections, uh, workplace protections. And uh, when I was looking this up over the break, I was I was giggling because the American Political Science Association, the APSA, is holding its annual meeting in Los Angeles this weekend. So they have a they have a. Uh, a choice to make. 6,000 people are expected to attend, and Marriott is one of the hotels where their workers are uh, striking. So that, that'll that be interesting. In other news, the American Airlines um, flight attendants are have voted to authorize a strike. We don't know if they're going to have a walkout or not, uh, but they had over 99% of their of their union voted to strike. So they're not happy. They are unhappy with what's going on. The writers union, uh, the WGA has been on strike for over 120 days, I believe. And the SGA SAG after is, uh, um, has been 
on strike for over 40. There have been talks between the WGA and the AMPTP, the movie production companies. Uh, Those haven't been going well, but that's still happening behind closed doors. Again, um, I, I, I do these updates sporadically, but again, like if you see anything about what they're talking about about the negotiations it's supposed to be a blackout for communications that is just the movie studios trying to sow discord uh, among the workers which they've said someone's been quoted saying they're releasing information to try to speak directly to the union members uh, and go behind the negotiators backs the studios are not our friends here it, it's really crazy how how long they've allowed this to go on and how how long the the strikers have been on the picket lines every day since May or since July for the for the actors. I will put some links in the uh, in description of the podcast uh, just so if you want to go to the WGA site, the SEG after site, or help them out with the community um, fund for, for entertainers. That'll help the writers, the actors, and people that are that are out of work because of the strike. That'd be great. But I'll also put a link to a TikTok that I actually followed uh, for uh, um, a woman named Clara. She is a member of the WGA, and every day she has been giving updates about the strike about other um about other labor things really really informative so just remember if you're looking at the strikes with the auto workers or ups or american airlines and you're thinking ah they're they're getting way too much money i i don't make that much money you should be making more money too try to try to flip that around you should be making more money it's not that they're making too much money. It's that you're not making enough. And that goes across the board. And we're back with civil politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still doing the show with my uh, comrades in the struggle, genre and Sue. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> solidarity yes shall we all Nothing. sing workers songs now <laughs> I, I raise like the red genre. star high right sue <laughs> i like genre's comment about everybody should be making more money negotiate for yourself especially if you're female ask for it you deserve it right i, I really believe that i think a lot of women don't know how to how to ask for raise but you know today's especially a good day since not go, everybody's go and ask for raise there well, are yeah. there are so few unions in this country. You should be trying to negotiate yourself. Also, also, also very important. It is not illegal to uh, discuss your pay at work with your coworkers. It is, of course, to be. Dis- well, altogether, really. What? Yeah, now that you get fired. Some at some places of work, oh. you get fired if you discussed your. Sure, you sure. Can't get fired if you discuss your. That, they can fire you anymore. for something else, but not anymore. They they actually changed the labor law. So, are yeah. you serious? I Obama did. I, I, yeah, I, you you can may, discuss it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can dis, you can discuss it. Your yeah, you it, can discuss your wages at work. It was always legal <laughs> to talk about uh, what you got paid with with one's coworkers. However, 
uh, it used to be something that was punished. Uh, I, I do remember yeah, my, yeah, totally. my dad talking about that, you know. Yeah, um, there's some, some businesses where you can't do it. That's a condition of employment. Yeah, it's they do it on purpose because then, you know, sure. they pay the women and minorities less. And, yeah, well, and, and then all of a sudden, who was it that when Obama came into office, they passed a law because that helped to clean up a lot of that stuff where if the Lilly led better equal sue. pay act, mm-hmm. yeah, that was Congress. You could sue yes. Even if, if you found out about it 20 years later, it, it was, it was a real, I mean, it's sort of like all the um, forced uh, arbitration around the non-disclosure agreements. Those yeah. things really suppress workers. They really they do. do. And they, yeah, they've, they've cleaned up a lot of that. I mean, I, I remember when I was, you know, young, I couldn't even get a credit card in my own name. So part the of the changed for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Part of the point of the Lilly Ledbetter Act is because uh, Lilly, Lilly Ledbetter uh, had a case go up to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, for wage discrimination and whatnot. And uh, I believe Antonin Scalia wrote the decision basically saying, nah, tough luck, kiddo, because uh, – you know, like, hey, some of this discrimination happened, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, there's a statute of limitations. You got to complain about the problem at the time, you know, or, you know, shortly after even it happened. Even if you don't know. Right. Even and, if you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you don't. She's like, but I only found out about this two years ago and I sued right away. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you should have somehow known that these people were screwing you over and hiding it from you and lying to your face. Um, so mm-hmm. Congress passed a law saying, yeah, how about we, uh, how about we very explicitly say, no, the Supreme court that got that one wrong and you can't do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So you that's, can talk about your wages at work. That's a good thing. Actively do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody should do that. Absolutely. By all means. And th- that's, you know, one of the reasons why, even though we have equal pay acts, like it is not legal to pay a woman less money than a man for doing the same job. It absolutely mm-hmm. isn't. However, the, happens the way all the time happens all the time in part because people don't, don't disclose their wages and because it's not like there's, there's, you know, there's a pay range. Oh, how much did you make in your last job? Or what are you looking for in this job? All of that. Um, we were talking about uh, uh, medic, medical, medical care and insurance and marketplaces and whatnot. Um, labor is a marketplace, and it's at least sort of a free market, more free than healthcare, certainly. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's actually an input, but that's okay. All right. Well, but you know, if <laughs> if one is saying, "I wish to go out and get a job," I wish to earn money for my labor. One is selling labor on the open market, and depending on what jobs. You apply for and it's uh it's an imperfect marketplace because the uh person who's the companies know what they pay everybody else and they know what other companies get paid uh they uh you don't know so you, you know you're you're sitting there and you're saying oh, i i i wonder if i might get paid you know, $50,000 to do this job. And they're like, Hey, we're paying this guy named Steve over there, 90,000 to do it. But if you'll do it for 50, awesome. Thanks. Thanks toots. Appreciate it. (laughs) So, you know, Oh, and I just want to say there's a YouTube channel. I, I, I started following recently called more perfect union, which is absolutely, you know, lefty agitprop, but I love it. And I, far as I can tell, it's everything they're saying is like, this is accurate information. We're just trying to call it out because we want to, you know, 
make you an energized, angry, pro-labor person. But um, so they uh, talked to a uh, uh, an American Airlines flight attendant uh, that released it earlier this week. And basically it was like a five-minute video where he went through his day flying from – I think it was DC up to Boston and then back. A simple, you know, his day was get to the airport, get on the plane, deal with the passengers, fly to Boston, sit around in Boston, then fly back to DC, then go home. And, you know, it was like a, you know, he was out of the home for, I think, 13 hours altogether. And, you know, he had to get to the, uh, get to the airport and clock in an hour before uh, the plane actually left. But he pointed out that his the meter doesn't start running for him getting paid, you know, work, you know, waged paid hours until they actually seal the passenger door on the jet. So all of the work he did at the airport, getting people on the plane, the whole boarding process, all of that is unpaid labor. Mm. That that is absolutely wage theft. That is, uh, you know, and I got to say. uh, if there's, uh, I think a a great law that I think Democrats should actually try and push through, and they should campaign on, uh, in the coming year, because I think Republicans would have a really hard time standing up against it. So there's there's the partisan political dig in there, because you know I've got to do that, uh, because I'm, <laughs> I'm a jerk. But um, the, just the saying like, okay, if a company says you know, tells you this is when you start working. You have to be here at a certain time and you have to stay until that time uh, and you're working for an hourly wage, then that's when your hours start and that's the earliest one they can be said to stop. You know, if the company is telling you where to be and when to be and and directing you what you do, then you're on the clock and working for them. And the, the, none of this... Uh, oh, yeah, you have to be at the airport by seven in order for, you know, before your flight leaves at eight. But, you know, we're not going to pay you. That's, Speaking that's, of uh, partisan wrong. hacks. Uh, yes. What, what did Someone, I do now? A partisan got hacked uh, earlier. Oh, 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 you're not talking about me. Okay, great. Yeah, who? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I would have di- much different words for you. <laughs> So I'm not a specific kind of person. We're okay. <laughs> exactly. Speaking, I don't think Mitch McConnell is a specific kind of person either. Oh, he's an old man who's been in Kentucky politics for decades and is always. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's I'm sure he's a very specific kind of person. Well, uh, when I say specific kind of people, I'm talking about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and uh, Boebert and basically Trumpists. That's, oh, that's who okay. I mean. Specific people kind of are a little people. detached from reality. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mitch McConnell yeah. is, uh, yeah, uh, Glitch McConnell is a very old school uh, Republican um, power broker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he sometimes loses power apparently because it happened again. His yeah, blanked out low. again. He did seem to have some kind of transitory brownout or whatever. He needs um, to not yeah. be in that job anymore i you know i saw this is uh uh, something i saw happening sometimes to my father in the last few years of his life especially later in the day he'd get tired or whatever and yeah you know people talk about sundowning but like no this is dad would basically just black out you know he'd be sitting there at the table uh after dinner and he'd just kind of 
shut off mm-hmm. for uh, 30 seconds a minute. And then, then he'd come back. And occasionally this would happen when, you know, especially if we were out to dinner or whatever, uh, occasionally he'd just sort of keel over. He'd just fall down because he just, yep. yeah, he'd faint basically. Yep. And, blood, blood pressure or some neurological something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. my dad developed vascular dementia. Um, and I, I'm, I'm seeing some signs of that in Mr. McConnell. Obviously, he's not my dad. I don't know him. I've never met him. I certainly he hasn't. You know, I don't know anything about. Apparently, you know, a doctor specific... cleared him. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, also a doctor Eat said that. Doctor. But for what? A doctor what? Uh, apparently was willing to write down on a document released to the public saying Donald Trump was six foot three and weighed two hundred thirty nine pounds. So doctors lie. Apparently, my God. Apparently. <laughs> The, the thing the thing I'm trying to get at, and this is what I was alluding to in the first half, like this, it, it it's this I don't care if it's a rare occurrence or something. He was this this and we don't know how often this happens because we only know that it happens at press conferences. He was at another press conference. Yeah. And it wasn't even a hard one. He was in Kentucky. They yeah, were throwing like him softballs. Run again. You, you know what the yeah. question he missed was? No, I don't. Yeah, ask him if he's going to run again. Yeah, he's. They're asking him if he's going to retire, or if he's going to run in the, again. And he blinks out on that question. It's Which a is, sign, dude. It is certainly a, a kind of answer, though not the one he wanted to give. I think. My God, like, and uh, I, I, someone, someone I watched, like, uh, they made this point. They, they said, like, if you in your job you have a duty to do like you have to do something you have to, in your job. If you just stopped and didn't do it for 20 seconds and then started doing it again, like with, that's not doing your job. Well, well if it's a coworker, I'd get him into of, the emergency room yeah, to make right. sure they weren't having a stroke. Yeah, I mean like yeah. this, is, like you're a truck driver or something. Like this is he, just, part of his job is talking to talking at a podium. Look, it's a problem if you're, if one's job is stacking Campbell's soup cans at the supermarket or whatever, you know, like, you know, like, oh, you, you, you zone out for 20 seconds and stop stacking soup cans. Yeah. You know, there, there, I, there's no real harm. There's no real damage. And it's like you know, 20 seconds off of not doing that, whatever. But it's a sign that something's wrong with with yeah. the person who's who's having the episode. Yeah. Um, and again, we don't know how often this is happening behind yeah. closed doors yeah. because we've we only see it. We've seen it at two press conferences. Maybe it's brought on by stress from public speaking or something. Who knows? Well, we I also know he had a fall job. and got a concussion earlier this year. Yeah, and there was another incident where, or another instance where he was seen in public for a while, and he had terrible purple bruising uh, mm-hmm. all along one of his hands, and that's very suggestive of a fall or something like that. So, uh, you know, I do not like Mitch McConnell. I really think he's he actively harming, frankly, the entire human race uh, being serving in the in the United States Senate. Can I do with the power that he wields. Absolutely. But just, I, I, you know, all of that said, I just think even aside from anything else, he's just 
he's not up to the job anymore. He sh- he just should leave. Just just go home. You're almost eighty years old or whatever. Go home. You know. And, I just want yeah. And I'd say the same thing. Uh, Sue, is your what about Diane Feinstein? Well, I no, I just want to say before that. I, I because, just want to say because before, absolutely, oh, I think she should retire too. Hold on, hold on. Oh. I just this is important. I want to thank Sue because most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. When someone does a whataboutism, they don't actually signal it. And I'm really proud of you, Sue, for doing it. <laughs> for just saying, yeah. like, well, here it comes. This is what it is. It Instead of trying to <laughs> yep. pretend that it's an that it's an actual point. Now, please, what were you gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> so not not Diane Feinstein, but I, you know, I agree that we have these uh, senile seniors in the Senate. But um, but weren't Fetterman, you pointing out that senile and Senate have the same root in Latin? <laughs> I, I wish I came up with that. I heard it on the on the news that like at six this morning, some guy, somebody who's a, not an entomologist, etymologist. Etymologist. Yeah. Etymologist. etymology, etymology <laughs> is words, entomology is bugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, OK, so we're talking about words. Yeah. Senile and Senate come from the same Latin root. What but, was your um, what about his mill? Fetterman. Fetterman. What do you think about Fetterman? Because he's pretty handicapped. He can't understand oral arguments. You know, Can he not he's, understand he's them or not communicate them? He can't understand them. He has to have it in writing. So he can't listen to what's going on in the house. That doesn't mean he can't understand them. That means he can't process the auditory things, but he can. Right. He can read them. That's like saying that's like saying someone that's deaf can't understand something. Right. Well, but if if your thing is listening to the arguments in the Senate, if your thing is speak speaking at a podium, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I'm trying to understand what we do about all these folks that are struggling in their in their roles. I mean, he's not elderly. And then Scalise just got diagnosed with uh, my guy, uh, Republican leadership in the House. He just got di- diagnosed with um, multiple myeloma. So he's going to be going through a lot of treatments for that. It's a pretty nasty blood oh. blood cancer. And Senator Maisie so. Hirono has had cancer for many years now. This uh, is Hawaii. I, I, I don't think do you, an illness or disability. What, what's the test? Here's here's the thing. Um, if someone has a if someone has a medical condition and they disclose it and say that they and 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 adjust their duties to account for that, so someone that's blind that gets that gets um uh elected to the Senate, they need to make speeches. They need to make it to the podium. So they might have someone say like, "Where's the podium?" Or they might have to walk around and and get a lay of the reasonable list, accommodation. The, you need yeah, it. absolutely. Like, if someone has a disability or a medical condition, then they then they are deserving of accommodations. They have to tell us though, and if they are an elected official and those uh, and there is no accommodation to help them through it, then they sh- they have the option to resign and Mm -hmm. this is and especially if you're a billion years old because there comes a time there comes a time in an old person's life you know when they're like ten thousand years old or, or so give or take when you're in your job just to have the job 
done silver, you're ripe. It's time to go. You need mm. to go. Like the like uh, Fetterman, he just got elected. If if um if McConnell had been elected, like he's he's in his first term or second term, then I would be saying. One, why did you run? What, what the, what the hell, man? But, uh, but I would also be saying, well, you have a condition. Let's make accommodations for you, because you just got in. You haven't been in yes. your job for fifty years or whatever. You know, periodic like, epilepsy. I, People have yeah. periodic epilepsy. And he, and he had a stroke, sure, but yeah, I mean, these, these are, these are things he can't control, and that's, and I am completely understanding of that. One thing that is coloring my opinion is that he like actively harms people. That's something that um, makes me less less likely to want to give him accommodations. But uh, people in Kentucky like him. No, they don't. They actually don't. They voted for him. Again, that's not liking him. That's voting for him. They just Feinstein. They they voted her in again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the thing the, is that people voting people in does not mean that they like them. That means they are supporting them. And there are a lot of reasons why they are supporting this person. And in Kentucky, it's usually because everybody knows who Mitch McConnell is. Or they're, they, they're picking them because they're like, oh, well, I hate Donald Trump, but I hate Hillary Clinton more. So I'm yeah, voting things against like her. that, you, you know, know? Um, but they even if they like him, even if they think he's a great guy, he's he is starting to not be able to actually do his duties. And if there's no accommodation for him, then that's that's going to be an issue. Fetterman or someone with a, a disability, you make an accommodation for them and they get to do their job. Now, if Mitch McConnell says, look. I'm getting these seizures or I'm blanking out like this because of uh, public speaking. I can still do my duties as uh, as a, as the leader of the Republican Senate, uh, but I need to do X, Y, or Z. I would respect that. I would. I, I, I would, I, I would argue that um, it, it really comes down to whatever a person's medical condition is uh, and whatever's causing it. Um, if there, if there are things we can do to accommodate it, uh, we can, and we should, um, and especially when it comes to, even if you don't like the guy, right. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. That's their job. But also, also, um, a big part of what the job of this, the Senate is of, of lawmakers is to think about things and then decide on national policies like this is how we should spend our money these are the behaviors we should encourage these are the ones we should outlaw and um yeah one has to be able to process information and 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 communicate about that and you know it's like oh you're deaf but we you, we can still sign to you okay sure but you know if you're having mental blackouts uh, then that's a different matter, and I, I think I think Mr. McConnell and uh, Senator Feinstein and others are like that. That's a problem, you know. Like yep. Joe Biden is, I think is is showing his age a bit, but he still seems to be able to understand what's going on and make sensible decisions. So that's a different matter. Like you know, if if, oh. if Joe Biden had done that at a gone to up to a podium and stood there helpless for two minutes. 
But well, I, I, would, we I can, would certainly be calling for Kamala Harris to take over. I think we can talk about this more at another time, though. I do hear the music. Yeah, it's playing. Yes. All right. Well, sorry, kids. I guess we'll have to leave it there. Um, yeah. So that's going to do it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. We thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Email contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, also, uh, we have a podcast version of the show that's going to go out tomorrow morning, so listen to us that way on any streaming service you like. And we have a repeat broadcast Monday afternoons at 4 p.m., so check us out all over again. That'll do it for now. Thanks for listening. Buenas noches. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.